Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio What's going on, everybody? What's going on, folks? We are back. Episode 129 of the Dark Windows podcast. I was close. I didn't get it in. Almost didn't get it in my what's up, folks. Because you were like, wow. I, I gave you time. Just because you didn't fucking jump on the opportunity. To, that's not my fault. Hey, man. It was a short period of time. It was enough. All right, it was fine. enough to say something. Fine. I said something. So, anyway. I didn't say something, but I said something. Like we something. talked about beforehand, I wanted to get your reaction live on the show. So I had to get new glasses because I fucking broke mine about a month ago. Because he's a fucking animal. Yeah, I broke him trying to get a snowblower out of his shed. Mm. I had to literally move two transmissions to get it, which mm. was super fucking fun because those are not light. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I fell on the snowblower and smashed my fucking glasses into my ribs and broke him. Super That's, cool. Well, you shouldn't have had them in your glass. In your, in your they coat. literally froze. I couldn't see. So... Oh, jeez. So I ordered two pairs of glasses on the internet. I got one that I'm going to wear in public because they actually don't look bad. Um, and those are the ones I am currently wearing. <laughs> He's got his public and his private. And I spent $13 on a pair of glasses specifically to annoy my wife. <laughs> and it works because she hates them. But I love them because uh-huh. she hates them. Uh-huh. So anyway, here you go. Hold on, buddy. Excuse me. I won't look. I won't look. Hey, bastards, here we go. I'm looking. I'm looking. There. (laughs) Yeah. So I got some big round frame glasses, and I was told, quote, you look like you should be making pocket watches or wooden puppets. (laughs) No, you long-haired hippie. Yeah. You look like... Peace, love, man. Oh, dude. dude, then I put my, my I put my fucking my patty cap on with it, and I look like a music teacher. But I like them; they're not bad. Something different. So they really don't look bad on you. Dude. They don't. I know. I've got a round face, so round lenses work with them pretty well. No, I think they just. <laughs> I, I I just think it's. I don't know. Yeah, you just I think don't. I'm attractive anyway. That's fine. I really don't. But that's oh, just come on point. now. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of unattractive people, what are we talking about this week? Not unattractive people. For once. Yes. We are talking about unattractive... No. no. Well, are they unattractive things? No, maybe not. No, we're talking about some ghost ships. No. Yeah. Yes, ghost ships. <sighs> ships that aren't ghosts, but they That's, were... This is, let, let, hear me out. Okay, fine. Are these ships that went missing and came back, or are no. these ships that have ghosts on them? Neither. That's not called a ghost ship. A ghost ship is... Some, like a, a ship that goes missing and then like they no. find the whole crew dead or some shit. No. It's a ship that's just floating out there. And then people discover it and they're like, there's no one there. Or the whole crew's dead. Well, I haven't. I didn't find... The, the three that I picked did not have the whole crew dead. I was going to say, because the last ghost ship we did had a whole dead crew on it. And then that bitch exploded and cracked in half and sunk. Well, no. 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 No, not this case. Fair enough. Uh, the very first one that I looked into... Um, kind of found it very hard to stop. It was like, you know, once you... Once you find a ghost ship, fucking you can't Pringles. Stop. Yeah. Once you pop, <laughs> once you pop, you can't stop. Well, that's why it was. The very first one 
was the Mary Celeste. Ooh. The Mary Celeste was an abandoned ship, or what would some would call a ghost ship, which is what we're talking about. Uh, this ship was built in 1861 in Spencer's Nova, Nova Scotia, Canada. It was originally christened as the Amazon. Now, how the fuck they got them? What, what year was it built? 1861. Okay, so I'm thinking Ricky's great-grandfather probably helped build this thing then. In Nova Scotia. Yeah. <laughs> Just stoned to the fucking bone. And <laughs> Possibly. Full of whiskey shooters and shit. Yep. Those fucking rakins. Fucking Julian's grandpa was the fucking captain. Just shit housed. I got a fucking plan, guys. It's going to be okay. I got it. I got it, it. never works. We're going to name the ship the Amazon. How it got the name of the Amazon. Well, everybody knows the Amazon didn't exist until Jeff Bezos created it, so... He must have gone back in time and named this shit. I'm going to well, ship my ye old packages on it. Did you, well, here's the funny thing. Actually, I was uh, after uh, listening to, um, um, what is it? Uh, what the hell? Uh, Graham. God damn it. Graham Hancock? Yes, Graham Hancock. His uh, The book uh, was America on Earth or whatever. The, or no, no, America or whatever the fuck it was called. I can't think of the name uh, of it right uh, now. Hold. America before. America before. I had to find it on my bookshelf. I moved it. Yes. <laughs> he was actually talking, because um, I was listening to it on um, uh, Audible, and he was actually talking about the Amazon on how, I believe it was on that. Well, if it wasn't, it was on something else then. But anyway, what he was talking about was the Amazon on how, like, they found evidence that, like, so far back that the Amazon wasn't actually the Amazon the way we know it. It was actually created by man. Oh, I man, really man actually did create the Amazon. They actually it they planted the trees. Okay. They they made it to what it is because actually at one time it was like kind of like looking over at Africa, right? You know, with with uh, safari. You know, the only reason I hesitated there is because you had a glint Savannah's, in your eyes I mean, when you said that the Amazon was created by, and you got this like weird little look in your eye, and I'm like, oh, this okay. motherfucker says aliens. I'm going <laughs> to stab him. <laughs> I'll come across the fucking table with my whittling knife, and I'll take a finger. Oh, stop. <laughs> Listen, mister. Well, <laughs> every time you say aliens, your hair gets a little bit bigger, and you look a little bit more Greek. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway... The ship was launched. I really wanted to say burst, but people would be like, "What do you mean?" That's what they call when they, they call launching a ship I, is birthing it. Yep. Um, it was birthed on May eighteenth, eighteen sixty one, and well, it didn't have long before the mishaps started. During the maiden voyage, the captain of the ship uh, caught pneumonia and became very sick. So sick as you do with pneumonia. Yeah. Well, he became so sick that he actually died. And you can die from pneumonia. Good. Fuck that guy. But he died. He was probably some British prick, too, just like uh, Franklin. Maybe not. Oh, no, my teacups. Douchebag. Well, Throw him overboard with him. Yeah. Well, a after the ship uh, would have a number of more, number more of mishaps, and one of those was that it, it ran aground in Cow Bay... Cape Breton Island. Oh shit! In October of 1867. Oh bad! Oh, how bad? Oh, I just ran aground. Like they think that it was actually the, I think it was actually the captain of the ship that like ran it aground. He wasn't paying attention. Ah, uh, so, no. The following probably year, probably fucking drunk. Probably. The following year, the ship was sold to American Richard W. Haynes. And the name of the ship was changed from the Amazon to the Mary Celeste. Um, it's a far more haunting name. It is. <laughs> In addition to the name change, the boat received a facelift over several years and was then sold again to Captain Benjamin Spooner Briggs and some others. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yes, his name was Benjamin Spooner Briggs. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Was he yeah. Big Spooner or Little Spooner? He was the spooner. Oh, man. He was maybe like a middle spoon then. Maybe. He can do both. Well, I mean, it is, is I guess, middle name. Damn. 
I guess. Well, fucking mystery solved. I mean, exactly. Well, it was it wasn't just his boat. It was a conglomerate of peoples. So, uh, on November seventh <laughs> of eighteen seventy-two, a whole series of silverware bought the boat. Exactly, fork, knife, you know, ladle, Llewellyn, <laughs> fucking Llewellyn tea turkey fork the third. Yes. Yeah. Giuseppe, our pizza cutter. <laughs> uh huh. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> On November seventh, uh, eighteen seventy-two, the Mary Celeste would set sail for Genoa, Italy, from <laughs> U- from, from New York City. Going home with Giuseppe. I called it exactly. Uh, the ship had one thousand seven hundred barrels of alcohol aboard it. Oh. Um. In addition to the barrels of alcohol. Um, there were actually ten people that were on board. Include that included uh, Captain Briggs, his wife, and his daughter that was two years old. Briggs and his wife left their seven-year-old son in Massachusetts so that he could attend school. So because they felt felt, hey, you know. Right. He sh- he's old enough. He should be attending school and shouldn't be out on the seas, you know, sailing. Because, Why not? Well, I mean, school's, Im- <clears throat> school's important. Well, dude, okay, so here, for example, did you know you uh, Ulysses S. Grant brought his 11-year-old son with him to the Civil War? He was drunk. He didn't know any better. He wasn't drunk at the time. He was only drunk when he was bored. Whatever. He wasn't a sea captain. He wasn't always drunk. <laughs> They're only drunk because First it's off, fucking a- cold. Him and Sherman were pretty well drunk a lot. That's how they won half but their battles. But they were also really good buddies. That's true. But that's how they won half their battles. They were like, they, when they were sober, they are like, it's eh, not attack. And then they were like drunk. They are like, eh, let's, let's go fuck them up. Yeah. Then, then once, once. That's how burning, you know, the, the South burning, you know, burning Georgia happened. He got drunk. Sherman was like, he also, fuck it, burn it all. He also realized how flammable bed sheets are. <laughs> Did you guys see the ghost go by on a horse? <laughs> yes. Burn him. <laughs> this fucking dead eyes just staring off. Yep. Set him on fire. Burn him down. I want to hear him scream. <laughs> I want to smell his hair in bed sheets burning. I wanna Sir, smell... you're a little weird. I know. I want to smell burnt hair on the morning dew. <laughs> <laughs> I love the smell of burnt racist assholes in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, I mean, uh, Briggs and his wife, like I said, left their seven-year-old son so that he could attend school. Uh, and then over the next two weeks of the trip, the ship would encounter harsh weather. Now, this information about um, hard weather came from the last entry into the ship log on November 25th of 1872. At the time of the entry, the ship was six nautical miles from the Azores. Ten days later, on December 5th of 1872, the ship was spotted floating roughly 400 miles off the coast um, by the British brig uh, Dia Gradia. Uh, they found the ship floating in rough, choppy seas uh, when it should uh, should have been in port by now since it actually had left eight days Previous to the Diagradia leaving um, New York City. Okay. Now uh, they must um, must have not seen anyone manning the helm. So Captain David Morehouse set a course to to give aid to the Celeste. When they got close enough, he broadsided he s- it. He did. <laughs> Pull the guns! Oh, all twenty four guns. Fuck this ship! Fire! Sir, there may be people aboard. I don't give a fuck. Good. <laughs> Teach them. The Pirates the... aren't people. Kill sir, these the... sea rats. <laughs> pirates, sir? Hmm? What do you mean? There's no pirates. Yes, there is. Can't you see them? Wait a minute. We're not like right off the coast of Somalia? Oh, well, fuck it. Blow it up anyway. Well, back then, Somalia wasn't in full pirates. I don't think Somalia technically existed back then. Hmm. <laughs> No, um, maybe not. I mean, further up, you know. If it did, I'm sure that there was a bunch of Belgians there killing all of them. Yes, possibly. Um, so, let's see here. Uh, 
Yeah, so when... So, they saw it in choppy season, and then um, Morehouse set, you know, sent out a, a party to go board the ship. Um, when they boarded the ship, they saw no one on board, and when they went below decks, they saw no more than three feet of water that was, you know, had, had been floating around. Okay. Um, below decks, which would not alarm uh, would not alarm them because the ship was so seaworthy. In right. A, in addition to the water and not finding anyone aboard the ship, they also found that the cargo was still aboard. All that liquor. Yep. They all, and worst they, pirates ever. Exactly. Leave the ship. Leave the liquor. The fuck is wrong with you? I know. I know. They also found that the belongings of Everyone that would have been aboard the ship were not disturbed at all. The only thing that was missing was one longboat. Now, the crew must have come to the conclusion that everyone on the board had aboard the ship just left it in haste and just left everything. Um, so, the crew took control of the Mary Celeste. And they sailed it to Gibraltar, some 800 miles away. Once docked, the British authorities were notified, and they began to investigate the disappearance of the crew. Now, how many how many members of the crew were there technically on that ship? Is uh, it eight? Seven. Okay, I mean, you can fit seven people in an escape boat. Well, no, ten total total people. Still, okay, ten total people. I mean, this was a long boat that you know, so probably yeah. You can, I mean, yeah, you can fit 10 people in there. Yeah. Um, so the authorities were notified, uh, and they began to investigate the disappearance of the crew. When the investigation was done, they came to the conclusion that no foul play had happened. Hmm. The mystery garnered some attention, but it became famous in 1884 when Arthur, I'm sorry, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle mm-hmm. published J. Habadu Haba Habadashery. Nope. Oh. Habakkuk Stephenson's statement. This is a short story about a survivor of a ghost ship called the Mary Celeste. In his account, a revenge seeking former slave killed the passengers. Because of this, many of the th- uh because of this, books Many theories surfaced to explain what happened, and most of them seemed unlikely because there was no sign of violence or mis- missing cargo. With that said, uh, it dismissed thoughts of mutiny, murder, and piracy. Also, okay. this d- dismissed that a smell of alcohol and possible that uh, possibly could have caused the explosion, which forced them off the the ship. Which is possible. I mean, yeah, know. but if there wasn't any alcohol missing, how would there have been an explosion? Well, you I know? mean, it could have been. Le- well, just because the casts or whatever aren't missing, doesn't mean that there could have been a leak or something like kerosene or you know some kind of oils or something. Yeah, but they said it was alcohol. Like I'm assuming booze. It was. They weren't really didn't assume that it was the booze. It's it always have, the booze. <laughs> It's the booze and nothing but the booze. Exactly. So help help you ship. Yes. You know. A more likely scenario was that Captain Briggs falsely believed that his ship was t- taking on too much water. I was just thinking that actually. You were. I was. I was. Because if they if they notice there's like three feet of water in it, and they're like, but yeah, I could see like you know you go down, and you're like, oh, the bilge pumps aren't working. We got three feet of water in here. We should probably skedaddle yeah. before we sink. Even though he's a shit captain, if he's going to let us ship sink with him not on it yeah well he yeah he, he kind of the theory is that he believed that the ship was taking on too much water and it was about to sink and this theory was supported by the fact that the sounding rod uh used it which is used to determine the amount of water mm-hmm. in the hold was discovered on deck suggesting that it had been used to uh just before the ship was abandoned in addition one of the ship's pumps showed signs of trouble. It was disassembled. 
A faulty reading of, of the sounding rod in an ineffective pump could have led Captain Briggs to believe the ship was uh, floundering and ordered it to be abandoned. A mishap may then have occurred in the longboat, causing all to perish. Because, okay. I mean, at the time, it was, you know, so if it was choppy seas, then, you know, they could, something could have happened. Or another very possible thing is depending on how long you... Capsize. Yeah, depending how, on how long you've been out there being exposed to the fucking sun. Well... And people start losing their shit and trying to get closer to shore, and you get, like, a scuffle, well, and you tip the thing. Well, when it was discovered, it wasn't that far off from shore, so... Yeah, but how far is not that far? Uh, not even, like, four miles? Not even that? Four miles is a pretty good, pretty long distance to row. <sighs> yeah, but that's not long enough to... Especially if you're in choppy conditions or anything like that. I mean, they know how to take care of themselves, but, I mean, if it could have been too much, you know. So that's what could have happened. Uh, yeah, so this was diminished by uh, – this theory was actually diminished by Anne McGregor, who I had picked up on the trail of the Mary Celeste in 2002. She did some investigating in, in Briggs' hometown in Massachusetts. She found that Briggs was very experienced and respected in the shipping circles. McGregor also learned that the ship had been recently refitted and that coal dust and debris from the refitting had likely clogged the pumps that removed the water that make it into even you know, a, a seaworthy sh- uh, ship's bilge. So this would mean that, you know, it really couldn't have taken on water or much water. When the pumps with the pumps not working and there being no way to pump out any water, that might naturally make its way into the ship's bilge. Captain Briggs may have decided that with the ship off course, yet at least near some kind of land, which was uh at the time she figures that it was uh Santa Maria. The crew uh Santa Maria. No, Santa Maria. The crew thought that, hey, cut their losses and just simply try to save themselves by abandoning ship and heading for land. Mm, fair. Yeah. Um, even though the Mary Celeste appeared to be unlucky, it remained in service and went through a number of owners. It would eventually be purchased by Captain G.C. Parker. In 1885, he deliberately sailed it into a reef Near what Haiti, the fuck? <laughs> yes, as a part of a plan to defraud an insurance company. When the vessel failed to sink, authorities discovered his scheme. The Mary Celeste, however, was damaged beyond repair, and it was left on the reef then to 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 deteriorate. In two thousand one, best-selling novelist and adventurer Clive Klusler, Kussler, Kussler, Clive. Kussler. Oh yeah, he does all kinds of shit. Mostly, uh, like, Navy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Claimed I've seen a bunch ha- of his books. He claimed to have found the wreck of the Mary Celeste, but later analysis of the timbers re- uh, retrieved from the ship he found showed that the wood was still living at least a decade after uh, Mary Celeste had actually sank. So it was not the Mary Celeste. Okay. So that is the story of the Mary Celeste. And they've Celeste. never found it, like... Up no. to up to this point in nope. 2021, have not found it. Nope. Okay. Have not. That's that's interesting. I honestly, I'd heard of the ship. I didn't know it actually sank. I actually never heard of the ship, and I didn't know that it was some fucking psycho that's like, "Hey, I'm gonna ram this bitch into a reef." Yeah. Surprise. Hey, when you want. Also, money. fuck your entire ecosystem. When you want money, fuck it. <laughs> you could have just set it on fire. I mean, well, probably would have been easier. It's what happened, man. But yeah, I mean, there's no been no discovery of what actually happened to anybody, because I mean, it was the fucking 1800s. if they actually had gone to the shore, well, there would be, you know, they would have turned up somehow. They would have gone back to right see their kid. You know, somebody or, somebody uh, on shore would have been like, hey, there's a bunch of people coming out of the ocean in a rescue boat essentially yeah and they would have probably been like hey what happened you guys need help yep i mean do you want a sandwich i mean briggs would have you know and his wife and 
would have, you know, tr- got, like I said, gone back to see their kid, you know, because so that he wouldn't worry. Um, right. So I, I kind of, you know, kind of leaves you into that uh, Twilight Zone kind of. But pretty much most of these kind of are in that spectrum. Yeah. Um, or actually all of these are. How many do you have total? Three. So I think I may be able to guess one. If I'm wrong, I'll cut it. I'll cut it either way. Lubav Orlova? Nope. Oh, damn. Okay, so I got that one pulled up. I'll talk about that one quick at the end nope. then. Anyway. Um, I was actually going to talk about... Uh, um, I saw it, and I was like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Because I think that's a, it's a fictional ship. It actually turns out it's a real the one. The Flying Dutchman. Yes. Yes, sir. I actually thought... I thought it, it was... It was... Just, um, I thought oh. it was just a fake ship. Nope. But turns out it's a real one. Fuck, I can't remember who captained, uh, captained it. Lou Albano. No. <laughs> he had all the rubber bands jammed in his face. Um, it's going to bother well, me now. Anyway, while you're looking that up, I'm going to go on. Then my next ship is the SV Resolvin. This was a merchant ship, merchant brig ship, that operated out of... Oh, boy. Okay. Uh-uh. It's you... pronounced Philadelphia. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, the Welsh have pretty fucking weird names. Oh, Jesus, it's Welsh. I'm so yes. sorry. Lwachlithenland. Um, Here we go. <laughs> Avery Scythwith. Well, that's not right, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to be like, no, you dumbass. This is how it's pronounced. Listen, these motherfuckers have a city that's got like 17 letters and 14 of them are consonants. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it would sail between uh, Welsh and Canadian ports, carrying cargoes of timber and cod. Oh. The ship was captained by John James, who was a master mariner from uh, New Quay, Wales. The Resolvin was uh, out on one of its many trips from Canada to Wales, or vice versa, when it disappeared. Spring Wales to Canada. Yes. No, cod, not Wales. Oh, oh, ah, you punny bastard. I mean, it was a terrible joke, but fuck, you could have at least acknowledged it. (laughs) Damn. I did. Barely. Shut up. Anyway, uh, it would be found, uh, however, afloat in August 29th of 1884 between uh, Bacalu Island and Catalina, which is off of the northernmost point of Conception Bay, uh, North Newfoundland, Canada. Oh, that's... Well, I mean, they're close, I guess. Yeah. The ship that... Uh, when you said Catalina, I was like, fuck, they went way south. No, no. Fucking uh, Catalina wine mixer. Yes. <laughs> Turns out this was just the Catalina shit mixer. <laughs> exactly. Yep. The ship uh, that found the Resolvin was none other than the Royal Mariner ship, the HMS Mallard. Don't get excited. I thought I was excited, too. No, it is not... The famous World War II Mallard. No, it's just named after a duck. This is the first Mallard. Mallard 1. Yes. It's actually Mallard 1 of, I believe it was 3. Mallard 1, standing by. (laughs) Mallard 2, standing by. Mallard 3, not built yet. Yeah. Wait, we are built. Ha ha! It's a trap! (laughs) Squid Man. Anyway. Yes. I mean, it's good to have, you know, be named after the, you know, have a ship that later on would be really famous. But this first Mallard was patrolling off the coast of Trinity Bay, Newfoundland, when it spotted the re- uh, Resolvin adrift. The crew of the Mallard attempted to signal the Resolvin, um, and they received no answer. When the crew of the Mallard aborted the Resolvin, they found that the ship was completely empty. Upon further investigation... They found that there was no sign of disturbance or damage to the ship. They did find that the fire in the galley was still lit, and there, there, there was. They also found that there was still food on the table. Had the food like gone bad yet? No. Or was this just like abandoned, like mega quick? Mega quick. Huh. Okay. Uh, the only thing that they found missing, well, only actually, not one thing. They found two things. 
The first was a lifeboat. And the other was a missing stash of gold coins that belonged to the captain, which was reported to have been aboard the ship. It's fucking Spanish gold. Yes. Well, the gold that was val- uh, that was the captain's was valued at around 300 pounds, which for that time was a lot of goddamn money. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention that this gold, well, was the, it was actually the captain's entire fortune. Now, his wife would die in poverty because his stupid ass Because he was a dickhead and took all of their money. And she, when she died, or before she died, she made her son promise to never go to sea. (laughs) Now, my question is this. What dumb motherfucker would bring his whole life savings aboard his ship? Someone who doesn't trust his wife to not blow it on stupid shit. Yes. Like feeding his kid. But what if <laughs> there's a fire, you can't get to the ship, and the ship goes down, and you escape? You're you're poor as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, people are not smart. I was going to say back then people weren't smart, but people still aren't smart. That's true. You know? I've I've been to Walmart. People are not smart. That is very – see, yes. Um, the Malward would tow the Resolvent to the nearby port of Catalina. The Resolvent would be refitted and put back out to sea once again. After the Resolvent had been found, um, two brothers from Deer Harbor <laughs> claimed that... Two brothers from different mothers. Nope, same mother. Balls, okay. <laughs> one was younger, one was older. That's usually how that works. Yes. There is a third option if they're born at the same time. Twins. Those are called twins. But this, these weren't twins. And sometimes there's three twins, and those are triplets. Yes, but these are not twins. One was an older brother, one was a younger brother. Okay. Well, it's a good thing that one's not an older brother, and the other one's an even older brother. That's true. Because that doesn't work that way. No. Because one of them has to be the younger. Exactly. Yes. Now that we cleared that up. <laughs> Anybody out there that needs to do sibling math, let us know, because we can help. We are damn near doctorates in that. We're damn near smart. We are. Um, they claimed that they had found a body of a man on a nearby random island. Uh, or, I'm sorry, they found a body of a man on nearby random island. I read that wrong. I'm sorry, it's actually called Random Island? Yes. Who the fuck named that? I don't know. Just somebody that was like, that there, Random Island. We're going to stop at that random island to see if there's any natives to kill on it. So the name of the... What's the name of the... Random Island. Yeah. That's, that's a great name. You know. So... It's like it's like Newfoundland. <laughs> what's this? It's land that we just found. It's kind of new. Uh, maybe we'll just call it Newfoundland. I love it. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Sounds good to me. Iceland. See, that's where they got tricky. They did. They're like, oh. Because it's really not covered yeah. all in ice. We're going to tell all these other fucking Danish pricks, like, oh, yeah, this is all full of ice. And then we're going to have it to ourselves with the hot springs. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to make giants here. We are. And have- but we'll tell them we'll go to this other place called Greenland, where it's all fields and there's already cows there and stuff. Yes, but it's actually covered. Surprise, in- bitch. <laughs> it's ice. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Fingers. <laughs> I don't know if Vikings gave people the middle finger, but I could see it. I'm pretty sure yeah. they yeah. waved his dick at him or something. Whatever. Right. Either or. It's Same difference. You know. So the man was that they found was supposedly dressed in a captain's uniform, and he was sitting under a tree facing out to sea. The boys said that the man had no identification on him, only a pocket watch. The brothers buried the body of the man, and they didn't disclose to the authorities that they had actually found a body. It's not known why the brothers didn't tell the authorities that they had found the body, but well, they I mean, didn't. you don't want to draw suspicion to yourself that you're the ones that made the dead body. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, but there, you know, there's a possibility. It's also illegal to not report a dead body. Well, back then, it's probably not not well, illegal. I mean, who know? You know, if nobody knows you found it, fair. Okay. Well. It is said that one of the brothers um, actually seemed to become suddenly wealthy. Uh, 
I wonder how that happened. When he died, his widow, who had been showing signs of uh, senility, um, went on a spending spree with gold souvenirs. <laughs> because hmm. of the the brother's decision not to report the body, no connection was made between the body and John James. Um, this information came to light when a woman who was descendant of one of the brothers contacted the great-grandson of John James. Um, <clears throat> she had come across, actually, the website of Will Wayne, who was the grandson of James. What? <laughs> Will Wayne sounds like a wapo. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Uh, on his page, he put out that he had been researching what had happened to the resolving in his grandfather. She remembered a story that had been passed down through the, her family about how her grandfather and great uncle had found a body. She realized that the month and year of her grandfather and uncle's discovery of the body in the captain's uniform matched that of Mallard's discovery of the resolving. So she quickly contacted Mr. Wayne who immediately not not W Y, you know not Bruce Wayne, you know W A Y N E, but W A I N. Okay. Thank you for clarifying because yes. I was not even remotely confused. I just kind of figured you that the same last been. name. Listen, Mister, <laughs> I saw the look. Not the not not the Wayne family from Gotham, but the Wayne family from the Wayne Harlem. Okay, no, from Wayne's coding. Yes. <laughs> We've developed a special sighting that goes on the lower half of your walls. And only uh, there. That's it. You can't put it anywhere else. Yes. So she quickly contacted Mr. Wayne, who immediately recognized the significance of this information. Wayne decided that he wanted to meet this woman and her brother, so he traveled to Canada to meet them. In, his, in, his, in hope to try and locate the location of their ancestor... That found uh, of where the ancestors had found the body, in hopes of trying to find it and possibly get some DNA testing to try and figure out if it is actually his ancestor. Get that sweet, sweet DNA. Now this is actually still ongoing, because I don't. It's not known whether he actually did find it or not, and I didn't actually find anything that said he he did or didn't find it. So I think he's still trying to. Hold out hope. Still hunting it, hunting yeah. for it. Okay. So that's another that's another one of you know mystery and intrigue. So uh, I guess we want to take a break, right? Sure. This last absolutely. One. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be a little small, but bit left. But you know. Well, I did. I did find another one that okay. we can kind of go into a little bit because it's okay. it's a fairly recent one and it's got a wild fucking story with it. So okay. so let's take a break here and we'll come back. Yeah, sounds good. All right, we're back. Yes, we are. So, why do they make that sound like a question? I'm sorry. I don't know. Not real sure. My last one, and I had to stop at this one because I was kind of going down a rabbit hole. Let's be honest. You didn't care much for much more than this. I did, too. Lies. L- liar. Anyway, this last one is the SV Seabird. And they also mentioned... It was like SC Seabird, but it was like the Seabird was separate. But then they also said, or it's the Seabird with it together. So I don't know. SV Seabird sounds like a really shitty, like, Russian knockoff sports car. <laughs> yes, by Seabird. It is fast. Yes, very fast. It so, will get you many, many women's. <laughs> All the women's. And the vodkas. Women made of vodka. <laughs> yes. All the women vodkas. Anyway. Anyway. So, uh, the Seabird was owned by Isaac Steele, uh, and it was a 300-ton merchant ship that was captained by John Durham. The ship uh, had sailed to Honduras and was on its way back to Newport, Rhode Island, uh, when it was spotted uh, offshore drifting and then grounded itself on East Beach in Rhode Island. The ship was found undamaged and unoccupied, except for the ship's dog and cat, 
that greeted those. What? Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like a Bermuda Triangle type thing because, you know, you know, Bermuda Triangle, many ships go missing, and the only thing that they, you know... I really hope they find the captain's log, and then somebody's just flipping through it, and they find... <laughs> the last thing is, my dearest Lois, I have decided to take my own life, and I've left the ship and our fortune, all of our riches, to the cat and dog, because you are a lying, cheating whore. <laughs> <laughs> no. You think that I don't know, but I do. How are they, how is they, how are they southern? I don't know, dude. It's just old-timey. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Anyway, just trying to bring some personality to the show, and you're shitting on me. Whatever, you prick. Fuck Shut you. Up. Eat shit. We're done here. Yeah, I'm gonna get a divorce or something. You have to be married. You have to be in a, like a loving relationship with another human being to break up with him. Okay, fine. So, all right. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, so. That was completely inappropriate. <laughs> it was. Um. So those that boarded the ship and found the dog and cat also found coffee boiling on the stove and breakfast laid out okay they all they had they actually caught the whiff of fresh tobacco smoke lingering untouched coinage was in plain view in the captain's quarters there was no sign of foul play the longboat was missing but the skiff was still secured on its chocks like I said, the ship was found in good shape with its instruments and cargo intact. Captain Durham was well-seasoned and competent. The, his last ship's entry was Branton, or Brenton, <laughs> Reef Sighted, which is only a few miles outside of Newport. A fishing boat about two hours prior to the seabird grounding itself claimed that they had passed the seabird and had waved at the captain and he actually had waved back. <laughs> now, over the, um, over time, the story of the seabird became shrouded in confusion. Richly um, embellished fictional accounts were written in 1859 and 1885. Subsequent writers pushed the date of the incident forward a hundred years by mistaking fiction as fact. Now, I, I did find, and I said this was a little short because there's not really a whole hell of a lot about it because, well, it was just a merchant ship and then all of a sudden, hey, everybody's fucking gone. Right. You know. Just poof, vanish. Now, after the cargo was removed, um, and transported to uh, Newport. This is two different versions of scenarios that could have happened. The seabird was A, swept off the beach in a storm leaving no debris and was never seen again. This is this is what theories that you know people had right. about the ship. And the next version is B, was sold to uh, Henry Collins uh, and renamed... Uh, beach bird then continued making uh, successful voyages, which nobody really knows what actually happened to the ship after the fact. They just kind of laid a lot blame. of speculation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a lot of speculation, but nobody knows what happened to the people either. That's a Aboard kind of a the running ship. theme here. Is like we don't know what the fuck happened to any of you guys. I mean, just kind of poof and, gone. And the thing is, well, two of these happened well one was i mean really close both of these actually happened really really close to to shore and one was you know further out but they all you know everything was undisturbed right when you know when the boarding parties got onto the ship they found everything as it was it's almost like trapped in time you know like frozen in time you can just see everything, like kind of almost like Pompeii, you know, when you know the ash like, just freezing people as they were. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, it's kind of cool. You know, how Actually, it... speaking of that, I saw a thing on Facebook where there was um, they found a scroll that was kind of like mummified, also that they're going to use some kind of. 
I don't remember exactly what the fucking technology was, but they're going to find it. They, they have the technology to be able to scan it and actually mm-hmm. read what was written on the scroll, mm. which is kind of interesting. But it is. I, like, I've seen a lot of people that are super excited, and I think they're going to be disappointed when it's something just fucking dumb. Hey, I also saw that. What was it? Uh, kind of on the same, you know, topic. I said mentioned Pompeii. Uh, they actually, <laughs> uh, scientists actually unearthed. I was going to actually link it to the – I or did I link it to the Facebook page? But anyway, if I did or didn't, I don't remember. But anyway, um, they actually have found a fast food place in Pompeii. It was like, huh. you know, yeah, you get, you know, it's kind of like a, in a market. You know, Interesting. You know, you get this, like a little, like a little, uh, little place you come up and get, you know, whatever. And it was all like depictions and everything else. Kind of cool. Hmm. So, yeah, so those are, those were my three ships that, you know, people just fucking vanished. And one of them, the only survivors were a cat and dog. And the other ones had nobody. But everything was still as it was. Like I said, and yeah, the only things missing were were you know boats, the little safety boats, yeah. you know, the escape boats to get away, lifeboats, Life if boats. you will. Yes, those things. <laughs> okay, words escape me sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you're not you're not good at words. You know, sometimes I'm not. You're an apprentice wordsmith. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am working on yeah. becoming a journeyman wordsmith. I'm I'm well on my way to becoming a master because all I do is fucking talk. Possibly. Um, so you said you had one. I have one. Something. It's fairly recent. I'm actually going to – spoiler alert. I'm going to read it directly from the, the thing's Wikipedia page because I didn't prepare anything for this. You just were like, hey. But you were like, ghost ships. I'm like, hey, I know a really weird one that happened recently. Okay. So this is the MV Lubov or uh, or Lo- or Lova. Sorry, my oh, my, I, I my Russian's fucking not great. I did actually see that one, and I looked. I was like, ah, I don't really want to do anything new. Right. Well, this one, this one's not like uh, not anything like what you were going through. You know, um, this was actually named after a Russian film star from I'm assuming the 30s. She looks like a filthy commie with her like witch hair. So. Um, it was built for a company, uh, called the far East, uh, far Eastern shipping company based af- based out of Vladivostok, which was in the Soviet union at the time. Uh-huh. Um, but USSR, yes, we are going to Russianly skip ahead to September, 2010. The Lubav Orlova was seized at, uh, was seized at St. John's Newfoundland, Canada due to a debt to the U S of $251,000 being owed to the charter. Um, so in addition, 51 crew members had not been paid in five months. So they kind of just pissed off and left. Yeah. The ship was impounded in Newfoundland and in February of 2012 was sold to Neptune international shipping to be broken up, to be salvaged basically. Uh, Uh, just, you know, take it somewhere, scrap it, reuse whatever you can. Yeah. So the vessel had been tied up in St. John's Harbor for over two years and was being towed to the Dominican Republic where it was going to be scrapped. Uh, the because tug- that's where you know boats get scrapped is the Dominican Republic. Apparently, they scrap boats and play baseball. Exactly. <laughs> um, what do you do for a living? I play baseball, scrap boats, and no, not 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 in that order, man. <laughs> I was say, why are the Dominicans like all of a sudden Russian? I don't know. Well, I mean, Russians, you know, landed there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bunch bunch of Soviets in the Dominican Republic. Yes. Yes. Ah, okay. Exactly. Anyway, um, <laughs> So the tugboat Charlene Hunt, which sounds like somebody's fucking aunt, um, was owned by the uh, uh, American tug operator Hunt Marine, who was contracted to tow the ship to to Dominican Republic. The day after leaving the dock, the tow line parted. Oh. The crew of the tugboat tried to reconnect the line, but was hampered by 22-mile-an-hour winds. Oh, shit. And almost 10-foot waves. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to be like, they were towing along, and then all of a sudden they looked back, and they were like, Captain! Captain! Hey, I think we lost something, bud. We lost something. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, bud. Fucking boat's gone. Oh, shit. <laughs> These fucking hosers are going to be real mad. 
Um, well, we're going to make some uh, Newfoundland steaks now. Okay. Oh, man. Newfoundland steaks are the shit. It's fried bologna for anybody that doesn't know. Mm. Um, so they had 22-mile-an-hour winds and almost 10-foot waves. And Ooh. by January 28th, 2013, the Orlova was drifting slowly eastward off the southern end of the Avalon Pen- uh, Peninsula in Canada. So it's completely broken free uh-huh. and is just floating around. On the love boat. <laughs> the, uh, there was love going on, but not, not a good kind. No. The offshore supply vessel Atlantic Hawk, <laughs> I know, <laughs> uh, which had a 157-ton continuous uh, Bullard pull rating, uh, was under... Co- uh, okay, so anyway, this boat took a chance to go out and try to um, hook up to this thing. Uh-huh. And February 1st, 2013, Transport Canada announced that on January 31st, so just a couple of days before, the Atlantic Hawk had gained control over the Orlova. They had hooked up to it, and they were now towing it back. Uh-huh. Once in international waters, Transport Canada decided to cut her loose. <laughs> <laughs> so, quote, the, the Lubov Orlova no longer poses a threat to the safety of offshore oil installations, their personnel, or the marine environment. The vessel is drifted into international waters, and given current uh, and given current patterns and predominant winds, it is very very likely that the vessel will re-enter waters under Canadian jurisdiction. You have been pardoned. You have you have you have uh, you have you know you have paid your penance, and um, yeah, we're gonna cut you free. Have fun. <laughs> So, I mean, my first thing is, like, once we get an abandoned ship out into international waters, I'm going to do some illegal shit on it. Because you're in international waters, and you're allowed to. Har, we be pirates. Dude, I'm going to knife fight a baby <laughs> and, like, smoke a bunch of crack or something. Why not? <laughs> Fuck it. Up. You only live once. Just first get out off, there and do it. The, the, your case, the baby would win. I'm, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm pretty sure I could stab a baby up pretty good. I'm telling you, the baby's going to kill you. Not that I would stab a baby, but... I'm telling you, you know, baby's going to kill you. Fist fight an elephant or something, like a small <laughs> one, just punch in the head. That would be called a baby elephant. I'll fight a baby elephant. I don't give a fuck, dude. That's not child abuse. <laughs> um, so they... Uh, no, not when they outweigh you. So they said that there was no safety concerns, and that was kind of the reason for just saying, fuck it, and just letting it go. They drained the fucker of all all liquid? No, but it wasn't near any of their like offshore... <laughs> Oil refi- like offshore oil rigs or anything like that, where it could have slammed into it. Who gives and a shit? This is a big ship. This was uh, 295 feet long, um, mm-hmm. and it weighed. Uh, let's see here, two, uh, 420, uh, 400, uh, damn, 4,251 tons. So it was a, it's a big ship. If that hit, yeah, an offshore oil rig, it's gonna fucking do some damage. Yeah. Um, Probably take it off its moorings or something. Yeah. So the ship was located again on February 4th, approximately 250 nautical miles of uh, east of uh, St. John. Um, and it was kind of traveling in a northeasterly direction. Uh, they're thinking it could have ended up anywhere from the Norwegian Atlantic or it could have caught currents and swept down to Western Africa um, or it could have hit something and just sunk. Fuck it. Who cares? It's not our problem anymore. All I can think of is Goonies. <laughs> one eye Willie. I'm not the only one eye Willie you think of, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> what the f- Okay. On February 23rd, so according to the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, Lubov Orlova was spotted at roughly 1,300 nautical miles from the Irish coast. Beep, 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 beep. This just in. We spotted... The Lubab or blah, 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 blah. Or whatever the hell it is. Oh, it, 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 it be going to us all. Oh, a week later, the ship was the subject of news reports in Ireland and Iceland, and caution to smaller vessels was issued. So, you know, like, hey, there's a big fucking ship floating around with nobody running it. Wait, wait, why is Ireland and Iceland? Because Ireland and Iceland are closer together than you realize. Isn't fucking Iceland above, like, above Denmark? Isn't it no. Up further? No. Iceland is fucking west of Greenland. Okay. Jesus Christ, know, you're dude. supposed to be the smart one here. I'm not. Fuck, I guess so. 
Really nice. Um, on March 1st, Irish media reports that a signal from a vessel's emergency position in, uh, indicating radio beacon have re- uh, was received from 700 nautical miles off the Kerry coast, still in international waters. Mm-hmm. The uh, transmitter started signaling uh, starts signaling only when the device is exposed to water, uh, leading experts to speculate that the ship may have actually sunk. So the Irish Air Corps was expected to uh, kind of fly over and and take a look at it. By mm-hmm. the way, didn't realize the Irish have a fucking air force. What? No idea. Yeah. So the big thing that came out of this whole story was a lot of the media speculation as to what was going on with the ship in the first place. And in January 2014, there was an interview with a salvager in the uh, the British tabloid, The Sun, that said the ship may be nearing the uh, the coast of uh, England, and it was infested with cannibal rats. (laughs) Which is why this one, like, I remember this one, I was like... Oh, I remember seeing something like that. A boat full of fucking rats that have been eating each other. Um, the pirate rats. <laughs> so uh, that wasn't true, though. <laughs> oh, uh, All right. Shit. And in uh, November 2017, the British tabloid The Daily Star speculated that wreckage buried in sand on the beach of uh, Coronado, California, may have been the missing uh, Orlova. But this wreck was actually of the uh, SS Monte Carlo which was a much older ship that was launched in 1921. Um, but yeah, I, I, saw, I saw that one and I was like, huh? Well. Uh, there was also uh, so <laughs> news coverage by the CBC, which is the Canadian Broadcasting uh-huh. Corporation channel, whatever the fuck it is. And other news sources inspired the Canadian rock band Billy Talent to write the song Ghost Ship of Cannibal Rats. Which sounds like it should be like a Cannibal Corpse song instead. Because I'm assuming that this... Uh, I don't know. These guys don't look like they're all that hardcore, but who knows? Mm, I mean, they're Canadian, so... Oh, it's punk. Okay, that's fine. Makes sense then. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what uh, what I had not prepared for Ghost Ships. Cool. But uh, yeah, full of fucking uh, cannibalistic rats. Yeah. But it wasn't. No. But everybody thought it was. I mean... But it really wasn't. But it really wasn't. Yeah. But... It would have been cool if it was. It would have been fucking metal as shit if it was. And then, you know, they actually, the, the rats would actually were... Like, fucking Death Clock would have done a concert on this ship if they were real. Yeah. But the rats actually, like, were actually sailing the ship and everything else, you know. But then when people boarded the ship or whatever, they, like, you know, were normal rats. Was this fucking Fievel hijacks a cargo ship all Ex- of a sudden? Exactly. <laughs> There are no cats in the middle of the ocean because cats don't like fucking water. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Speaking of the middle of the water. Uh-oh. You got more? No. Oh. Gordonstudio.com. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Good transition, huh? And I was going to say they're a landlocked country, but they're not because that's where Vikings came from. Exactly. Gordonstudio.com. Go check them out. There are the headbutt, uh, the headbutts. <laughs> Jesus, how many beers have you had? <laughs> Fuck me, all the beers. God damn, dude, I'm on my first one and I'm not stumbling through shit uh, like you are. Yeah, you fucking drunk. Well, I know. That's why you were 20 minutes late. You're slamming vodka at your house. I was. God damn. Sorry. Get an alcoholic moron. This fucking whiskey sours got to me. Anyway, so go to studio.com. Check them out. All their headphones, earbuds, Bluetooth speakers. And they actually just released, I know Kevin put on the Facebook page, their brand new earbud, the Neo? Neo, N-I-O. Um, yes. They, um, they look almost exactly like the AirPods, but they are literally half the price with a longer battery life. I mean... They're $80, and they have 20-hour battery life. My Ets look like those, too, and they're... But the, these have good. these have a removable. It looks like a, they have a removable rubber piece that like kind of like a, um, almost like a sweat blocker almost uh, that you can put on and take off. Oh, uh, almost yeah. For me, it kind of almost looked like a a choice for people who want to exercise and right. You know, kind of make it so it stays in. Yeah, exactly. Kind of cool, but uh, yeah. I don't know my twelve are pretty kick ass. I use those in my wood shop and they drown out everything. Mm. So yeah, go over to studio, check them out uh, when you find what you want. Put uh, go to checkout, 
and uh, in the coupon section, put the promo code of Dark Windows 15 in to get 15% off your entire purchase. Yes. Or you can go over DarkWindowsPod.com. Fuck you. You get interrupted again. Fucker. You go there. You can uh, you can find links to our good friends at Studio, mm-hmm. where you can go get some of them sweet, sweet headphones or earbuds or speakers or whatever you want. Or despect us. Um, you can also find a link to our Age of Radio page where you can listen to every mother-loving episode of this crap that we've ever put out. This shit show. You can also find some shows that are actually good. Yeah, like, like Mysterious Rimmel. Circumstances, Kevin's, like, fucking man crush. You could go find um, our our girlfriends over at uh, Color Me Dead. Yep. You know. Uh, you want sports? We got sports. We got those. You want to be motivated? We got we, that, too, I'm sure. I'm sure we do. You want some nerdy shit? We have Joey's that. got nerdy shit. He oh, does yeah. comic books and stuff. Uh-huh. So, we got all kinds of stuff. We have all the shits. We got stuff for everybody. Um, if you can't find it. There's something wrong. If you can't find a show that you like on Age of Radio, you need to stop listening to podcasts in general because you're way too picky. Yes. And you're probably a dick to deal with at parties. <laughs> I'm the guy that when I go to a party, like even like a family gathering, I generally don't talk to anybody. I just kind of hang out with the dog <laughs> because, you know, dogs are good people. Well, but if, but if we're there together, we usually just hang out together and... And then we just start getting on random fucking topics. Yeah, that's true. It is. But anyway. And it usually turns out to be about serial killers or something like that. Right. Anyway. <laughs> um, so next week, I've been working on one that I think is going to be a lot of fun. We are going to talk about a, um, a lesser known hitman hmm. for a lesser known crime family and a lesser known area. For organized crime in the United States, because are you talking about when you think the mob? When you think the mafia, uh-huh. what do you think? City wise, you think Chicago, Chicago, or New York City and New York. This guy worked for a family based out of kind of fifty fifty, based out of Boston and based out of Providence, Rhode Island. Okay, well, I mean, Boston, yes, I do, I do, but they're not Irish. I'm, yeah, but there was yeah. still, there was still Italian there, but they're not even Italian. Okay. They're fucking Portuguese. Oh. So, yeah, it's it's fairly interesting. Um, and the dude is crazy, and he looks like Fat Fonzie. Yeah, because, I mean, it, well, it, it all depends on what you're, you know, talking about, you know, for different eras, because, I mean, eventually. Mostly the 80s, 70s and 80s. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're talking about gangs or whatever, you know, mafia or something close to that, I mean, you could, we can also throw in the, you know, the uh, Yakuza then there was the, the Russian mafia. Oh, do, we we have not even begun to scratch the surface of mafia stuff because you, you know the Russian mafia. They were at New York City. I think still, they were Boston too. Still, yeah. <laughs> Yakuza, uh, New York City, mostly in like California. California, though. the triad, same thing. But triad, you, you you get big cities with large ethnic populations. You get large ethnic gangs and. Organized crime and shit. I mean, we swear that, you know, some of our Chinese food places are run by. They have to be. Um, I mean, definitely. They have to be. They change hands like, yeah. you know, and I don't mean like, you know, they're, they're new owners or whatever. No, it's just new people. Yeah, you get like a whole new fucking crew every time you go in. <laughs> I remember you talking about how you, you'd be like, dude, dude, you gotta come over here. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you about this shit I saw at work. I'm like, what? So, so at work and... Look over across the street, across their parking lot, and the fucking Chinese guys, they're fighting each other next oh, door. Oh, shit. So, anyway, I got to tell the story. So, I worked at KFC for a long time, and I went out one night, and like, okay, so across the parking lot, we shared a parking lot with a Chinese restaurant, and I went out to do trash one night, and I hear people yelling, and like... The, the guys that worked at the Chinese restaurant would often go out back and they would, you know, take their smoke break and they'd be yelling and having fun or whatever. And this one night, they were not yelling and having fun. They got into a fist fight and they are beating the shit out of each other behind the building, like almost down on the train tracks that ran behind there. One of them goes down and he comes back up with a fucking broom handle and he smashed this other dude in the fucking head. I don't know if he knocked him out or what, but I just kind of stood there. I'm like 15 and I'm like whoa <laughs> this is fucking awesome they just beat the shit out of each other covered in blood and went right back inside 
It was like, uh, hell? This is. This I bet these dudes went right back and were like, "Now hey, we're gonna cook. Fuck it." This is the same place that I went to get get food, and they were cooking. And next thing I know, I look across, over, over, like behind the counter, and I shit you not, a flame came out from underneath. Yes, <laughs> like at least five feet, maybe. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Where the fuck is your goddamn fire extinguisher? It's like a, it's like a oh, fucking Mario trap. All of a sudden, there's just like fire, and then it stops, and you can walk through it real quick, and then it's fire again. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I like fucking bust behind. I'm like, where the hell is your god? Shut the goddamn line off. <laughs> uh, They're like, what? 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 What are you saying? Your restaurant's on fucking fire. I'm like, shut your things off. Your pilot's off. The guy comes over. He's like. Shuts it off. Click like you fucking psycho. Anyway, yeah, go over to our, you know, go over to our webpage. You can find everything. You can find everything. You can find. Already went through that. Stuff. Yes. It's time to say goodbye. No. Just because you can't okay. see out into the dark doesn't right. mean that the dark can't see into you. All right. He wants us to say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.